Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we are here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Thank you so much for joining us today. I would love for you to take a moment and just introduce yourself, your title, and your organization. My name is Corey Harchie, and I lead the sales enablement team, as well as a group of folks that do technical training for Poly. And our technical training side is what you typically think of as the university, and our sales enablement side is a global team that uh, does all things sales enablement, from onboarding to sales skills, and uh, improving uh, the continual learning of our sales folks. Well, I am so glad to have you today. It's interesting, we were actually just coming out of the Sales Enablement Soiree event last week, and one of the panels uh, was really around kind of change management. And I know that you've been a part of Poly as it's experienced a massive change during, it, during its recent merger. How do large companies change like merger or acquisitions impact sales enablement? Well, I've certainly been both on the acquiring, the acquired, and of course, uh, this new uh, model of taking two rather large companies and putting them together to make a new company called Poly. And it is a, it's a really heavy lift for the sales enablement team. And every time there is a merger or change management or uh, organizations coming together, it's sort of like a snowflake. There's no magic wand for driving together or managing that change. And there's some there's some processes that have to be considered and actually be deliberately planned. If I, if you are taking notes on this, I would suggest that you write down like four words on a big table. The first one is people. The second line will be processes. The third is priorities and the fourth is products. And they're not in any particular order, although people has to be first. Um, Anytime you're doing any kind of change management, it generally falls apart or succeeds based on the people and how you manage that. I mean, anytime there's change, of course, people wonder, what does this mean to me? How am I going to fit in? And the key thing in sales enablement is making sure that you're re-recruiting your best salespeople, your best sales leaders to make sure that they stay on the team. Uh, a lot of people get fear, uncertainty, and doubt and start to want to change. And there's a fundamental reason for that, and that is that that anybody, everybody, wants to be where they can be successful. So successful people want to be where they can be successful. And one of the key things on the people is that we over-communicate. So with people, that people piece is really about having a communications plan. And it has to be, it can't be just haphazard, it has to really be deliberate. And I would say that anytime there's change management, people need to know what's happening, why is it happening, what does that mean to me, and how am I impacted by it, and then what do I need to do with it? And so not only are salespeople impacted by change, but the whole company really is. And so we had to plan out in our in our last case, how are we going to put that together? So over communicating is really the key to how are you going to manage change? And as human beings, we need to know what it is. Why is it happening? How does it impact me? And what do I need to do with it? 
I'll go to the second thing that I think is important, and that is the priorities piece. Uh, in the case of mergers and acquisitions, knowing what the priorities are that come first and that come second, because you can't do all the change that needs to be done in the six months after you've merged your companies or your sales forces or gone private or whatever you're going to do, that big change that affects the sales force. You can't really know what uh, what to start with and you have to start somewhere. And so you have to identify what the priorities are and maybe the priorities come from a sales leadership. And the best way that we found to do is to really open up and talk to different groups, talk to sales leaders in different regions, talk to the big stakeholders in marketing or in HR and find out what are their priorities and then start to coalesce those together into what does next month look like? What does three months look like? What does six months look like? And in a year, where would we um, want to be? And I think, you know, you can say that you have to identify where we're at now. Like, what is the steady state right now of where we're at with these with these priorities? What does it look like? What do we aspire them to be? And then what do we need? What's the gap that we need to fill? And the gap is where you're going to have all those tactics and actions that you're going to look at. Uh, the third area that we look at is are the processes. In change management, especially in a merger acquisition, the processes are probably one of the most overwhelming and time-consuming pieces. This is where sales enablement team is going to be doing a lot of cross-team work, and it's going to involve you know, the IT department, the HR department, sales operations. And depending on the structure of the team, uh, you're going to have to plot a critical path. And when I say processes, I mean things like the sale, two sales, sales CRM tools, two pricing tools, two account management methodologies, um, negotiation uh, standards and policies. You're bringing together two very successful sets of processes and there's sort of a negotiation and a give-get of how do we take those two and put them into, into the best one. Um, you know, most of the, uh, uh, and then of course, another change area is the channels team and your partner ecosystem, which does impact all the marketing and all the tools. So you have to sort of line out from beginning to end, what are the processes and how they're going to uh how they're going to go. And a lot of people will say, well, I've got major systems. I've got CRM. I've got pricing quoting configuration tools. I have um, the different kinds of communications. I have content tools. I have learning tools. And how, you know, what are the, what are the critical paths for those? And so, and of course, the content management tools are super important to this because now all of your salespeople need to come to one place to look. And then probably, um, you know, the easiest one is the products because the products people can can learn. There, that there's no um, there's no big emotional hurdle to picking up a, another part of the company's products that are new to you. And that is also where content systems really play in uh, e-learning is an option, although it takes time to develop e-learning. Sometimes you'll find that just doing a cadence of webinars, we have something called Ask Me Anything webinars, 
where we'll have an expert on a topic get on and we'll record that. And so what we what we did was we had two entirely different sales forces and we then took all of one sales force and made a learning plan for them that we tracked within the LMS. And they had like three months to get all the way through it. Some of it was live. Some of it was on e-learning. Some of it was, you know, discussion with different folks. The other side of the company also had a total different learning path to learn their complementary products. And, and actually, that was probably the easiest part was learning the two products. I'll tell you what was the hardest part. Learning the products is easy. Learning the scenarios and the buyer journey for each set of products is a little bit more. It takes a lot more time. So those are the, in summary, those are the three things. People, processes, priorities, products, and then, of course, kind of making yourself a big chart. And what is the steady state right now? Where do we aspire to be? All the tactics and processes and actions that we're going to take to get there. And then... You'll want to figure out what a success look like. It might be a metric. People get very metric focused. Sometimes it's a qualitative. Sometimes it's a quantitative. Um, sometimes it's a survey. Um, of course, you know, you want to make your revenues and your margins, and those are going to be always measured. But there should be some other areas that you look at and say, if this is working this way, if there's full participation, if we do a survey, if we do feedback and it's at this top box level, we're happy with what we're doing. I love that. The four piece of change management. That is amazing. You know, I, I, I'd love to kind of dive into some of the challenges, though, that you faced um, as you've been dealing with these change management initiatives. I think the logical largest hurdle in any kind of change management is the people area. And that's because people, you know, they care about what they've been doing. And they love what they've been doing. And now someone comes along and says, okay, we want you to do something that and something else too. And by the way, you have three months to, to get at it. So what people need to know is the strategic vision about why we're doing it. And sales enablement plays a big role in communicating that. Sure, our executives will do company meetings and that and that type of thing, the larger message, but how it plays out and what I tell my customers is just as important. So when sales enablement is helping the field get ready, they also have to have the field get ready to meet with customers about what this change means to them. So there are so many moving parts uh, that if you're gonna be going through this kind of a change, uh, expect uh, a lot of hours and sleepless nights. You know, it, it sounds like from your perspective, sales enablement is really responsible for making sure that they are coming up and crafting those messages, not only internally for your internal customers by way of sales reps, but also externally mm -hmm. with your buyers. There was one thing that we did that was interesting in a new hire sales class uh, to see, to test our theories about, about some of the changes. Our new hires weren't brand new hires, meaning they hadn't started that day. Most of them had been there a month or two during this change. And we used a uh, mobile tool to record them. And what we said to them is, we want you to practice having the conversation with a new account to you that you're taking over from another rep because now we're merging the sales forces. What is that going to sound like? How are you going to make sure that your customer knows that we're not just shoveling them around. Like the customers are just as 
upset about getting a new rep as the new reps are about changing territories. It's just as horrible. And if you've ever had a great rep from a vendor, you understand that when someone comes along and says, okay, we're, we've uh, merged our companies and here is your new rep, that doesn't feel good. And so we have to help them with these account transitions, whether they call it a white glove treatment, there has to be a good account planning. So before anybody drops the ball on an account they're working on and they move to a new set of accounts, playing musical chairs, they need to really brief that on that account plan. And together, they need to present that to the customer and say, you know, uh, you are an important customer of ours. And we know that change is difficult. And we want you to know that we've thought about this. And here are the areas we've worked on. Here's what we're going to do. Here's where we are in your account. And that is a good way to transition. And I think um, that was a lesson learned for us that that there's two sides to change management, not just the internal side, but also the customer and the partner side. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you had mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I'd like to, you to dive in a little bit. How, from your perspective, should one measure the success of their ability to successfully roll out change management within an organization? Well, measurement in sales enablement is always the holy grail. And I have never met yet a sales enablement a leader that has that totally nailed. And I think when we look at how we might measure, of course, there's the obvious sales operations measurements, you know, um, revenue margin, percentage of people meeting quotas and that sort of thing. And, and we can do that. We can, we can measure it that way. Uh, one thing that we have measured uh, is that we look at training and meeting quota meaning is there a correlation between doing all your required training and doing your quota? What we discovered was that there is a correlation. We don't know whether it's cause, causative or not, because if you are 100, what we found out in our own data was that if you met 100% of your quota and you did 100% of your learning, 100%, not 90%, 100%, you were probably the same person that met 100% of your quota. So those two people, that person was likely to have done both more than not. And that was really interesting. Now, could we say that those people are just A plus personalities? Maybe. So that that is an area. The other area in change management is is tone. And some and you have to be really intellectually honest with yourself as you as you talk to the field and, and you can't do this from the ivory towers of corporate. You really have to be talking to sales leaders and sales professionals about what's missing, what are you needing? And we do surveys on the sales enablement program. And I will say that a sales enablement team that's going through change management in a merger is likely to going to have some low scores because people are um, uneasy and it's not going to be perfect. And so while we might have been really high before the merger, we kind of, you know, you know, you have the whole norming, forming, storming, performing kind of thing. Um, we had some, you know, bumps in that because we're expecting a lot. It's hard. I think the, the empathy that we have to have, we have to, as sales enablement people, we have to have a lot of empathy for the field. And when we express that empathy and, and it, they can see that we're listening, that helps a lot, uh, that we acknowledge that the extra training burden that we're putting on you is really big 
the extra account management is really large, you're uncomfortable, you're going to be carrying a new quota for new product, and, and just calling it out, just acknowledging that this is hard uh, is important. And not to put too many other burdens on them. You know, change like one thing at a time um, is, is one piece of advice too, and, and double test it before you launch it. No, I love that. And on the on the mention of advice, I would really love to understand from you for sales enablement professionals that are maybe facing a change management initiative for the first time. What advice do you have for how to prioritize uh, the sales enablement activities that they do? One important area of prioritization is making sure that the sales enablement team has done a readout with a number of stakeholders. And that might be the sales leaders, the vice presidents, the chief sales officer, as well as the marketing teams, listening in on things that the CEO, depending on the size of the company, listening in on things the CEO is saying. And looking at that, we need to then help prioritize. And we have to be the voice of reason saying, you know, all this is not going to change at one time. Uh, we have to help them prioritize a set of cascading outcomes and that takes a little bit of thought like we can't jump to the end we have to sort of start what are the critical paths for what things need to change first and uh, some of that might be you know account planning um, like i said it might be product knowledge there might be process knowledge you know one of the really uncertain things that a salesperson goes through when they're merging into another sales team is how do I even transact business? What are my processes? How do I log, you know, how do I log this opportunity? Who do I go to? And having the marketing team really engaged is so important. The marketing team itself is probably merging together. And so as we can figure out who's responsible for what, making sure that they're, they're very available, um, and that is key, is to that we're all in this together. We have to keep remembering that this is a team sport. And and when someone is, you know, struggling, that, that people are um, there to help. One key area that any kind of big change, whatever, whatever kind of big change the sales enablement team is going to get a hold of or responsible for in or in the company is to make sure there's an alias that has a lot of people on it that will help support change so whatever you know the company decides that on a company-wide alias there's somebody that can answer legal questions marketing questions sales questions there's a core group on this alias for anything that's unknown um, and that the reps can say i can get to that and so that's that's a that's a lesson learned that 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 can help a lot. That's awesome. And, you know, I just want to close on this particular topic because you had mentioned that, you know, successful people want to be where they can be successful. What's one of the ways while going through a change management initiative that you've shown your reps that they can continue to be successful within your organization? What's an initiative that you've done to keep them on board? Well, re-recruiting your best performers is certainly a really important part of change management and as i said successful people want to be where they can be successful 
And there's a lot of ways, everyone measures their own success in different ways. The obvious one to salespeople, of course, is quota attainment. And we've been fortunate that our sales leaders recognized that there has to be some generous give to the change. Meaning, you know, you can't expect everybody to to have the same attainment. Great performers are going to have a little bit of a, a hesitancy if they feel like, okay, I'm gonna get this quota and suddenly I have to figure it out. And so in our case, they really did a great job at transitioning uh, through a couple quarters of, of quota generosity of, of, of um, commission. And so that really helped a lot. The other one is that uh, setting up peer support if depending, like I said, every every uh, every change, every acquisition or merger is going to be a little different. If you're going to combine sales teams, then it's really great if you can make sure that on each distinct team where there's a manager, that there's a little bit of both companies on those teams, so that there's a person on there that's an expert at their legacy products and processes and that they can share and when the people are sharing and those sales managers are so key to having uh, team meetings where everybody's checking in and checking in on their personal feelings and status as well as their account status it's not sales managers cannot just have pipeline reviews during this change management. It has to be really on a personal level. And the successful sales managers that do that and have sort of team champions on different topics, maybe they'll assign somebody to be a team champion on uh, product A, product B, who's the liaison to marketing, who's our voice to certain systems, so that they all feel like they're engaged and they're coming together as a microcosm team. That will help them be engaged. Uh, when they don't feel like they're hearing anything, that they have no responsibility, that they're sort of left out there and no one's getting their feedback, that's when you start to lose really good people who think, I don't see a place for me here. And so you wanna make sure that everybody is engaged and that really goes beyond the sales enablement team to the local sales manager. Thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you want to know more about, let us know. We'd love to hear from you.